Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Count me in, fella. We'll consider that the music. We're in. Go for it. Three, two, one, go. Wow, that was brutal. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome NFL strategy show. Monday morning quarterback edition. Taking a recap or taking a broad look at what happened in week eight. Maybe applying some lessons for week nine and having some fun with it along the way. If you guys have watched the show throughout the season, you know, sometimes things get a little bit off the rails. Reference week seven show, if you'd like. But anyway, I'm Dave Lochran. With me, Josh Engelman, Adam Scher, taking a look at everything here. And we're happy to have all of you guys with us, as always. Uh, Adam, I'll go to you first, man. How are you feeling today? How was your week seven so far? Or week eight, sorry, so far. Frustrating. Um, I, I didn't play. I, I pretty much just played three max tournaments, and they went okay. Came close to even. Um, lost in cash, which was annoying just because um, my, my lineup was pretty good. Like, it was just off the, the cash line, but had a couple of injuries that tanked me. So, it, it was a frustrating week, but I think that it it was nice kind of to get back to, like, a normal week where every single popular play didn't have a monster game. Yeah, I hear you. I was uh, – I mentioned on, on the On the Contrary show that Dalvin Cook was my favorite low-owned play this week, and <laughs> my main slate performance was still very much underperformed what it should have. Afternoon slate was good, and showdown slate – was pretty great. So I came to exact here's I came out to break even to the dollar yesterday, including betting and DFS, Josh. To the dollar. It's not I, a bad result. Yeah, I was no, down I was down seven dollars and two cents. What'd you say? I was down seven dollars and two cents. Oh, so that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. But um yeah. we had some we had some awesome subs with some big days. I know we had that one guy tweet us uh, that said, hey, it's my first you know big win uh, Adam, I think he turned, I believe he turned like $39 into $7,900, which is, you know, an insane ROI. Yeah. It was, I, I kind of laughed when I saw that because I saw what he had said before I saw the screenshot. And so I figured it was, you know, like a $40 into $350 or something. I clicked on it. I'm like, Oh, that's like a legit, like that's, that's a really good day. Ben Zanks. Congrats, dude. Yeah. $39 into 7,046. We'll take that any day of the week. You're yeah. talking about, he goes, my first big, and then in parentheses, to me, right. hit after years. It's a, it's a pretty big hit, man. Yeah, and, I, I, I would have been pretty happy having that one yesterday. Yeah, yeah especially sure. on $39. But, yeah. uh, you know, look, that's why, Josh, I, I'm trying to play as many slates as I can. And sometimes it can be bad. Uh, I know Alex play, or Adam plays every slate of every sport. Some of them aren't even sports. But uh, – <laughs> 
uh, trying to get the main slate action in and, and some some afternoon slates. And I've been falling in love with the showdown stuff, man. I I, I love it. I'm becoming a really big fan of it, especially yeah. in cash games. Like tournaments are still. I mean, they're obviously fun too, but um, I'm becoming a really big fan of, of Showdown in general. Likewise. I, I didn't play it last night. Um, you didn't miss anything? The the Sunday like start for the show that you and I do Sunday morning, Like I can't do that and then be there the rest of the day. I got, got into the cocktails a little bit too much, so it makes it a little bit difficult to recover for an 8 o'clock lock. But uh, otherwise, I, I've been really enjoying playing some Showdown, and as you mentioned, particularly in cash. Cash uh, on the main slate, however, did not go the way that I would have liked it. Gotta love when you 2x GPPs and get fully bent over in cash games. You know what I've loved too? The single entry tournaments. There's it, There was a solo winner on the, the $15 one yesterday, the $15 entry. Uh, there were a couple others with solo winners. Uh, at least, at the last I looked, there's like a couple seconds left, I'm, I'm assuming. But point is, like, it's a lot easier to solo hit one of those than it is to, to hit the, the Millie maker or the $300,000 to first Josh. So there are a lot of actual, you know, people see that the Millie maker and the big ones plastered all over the home pages. But if you look, there's actually some very sizable single entry or three max contests for these showdowns that I've been trying to live in that range lately. And I've had a lot of success with it since I made the switch. Yeah. There's sort of an inverse of the more, popular it is to talk about the contest the like the less good it is to enter that contest we don't really talk about the good contests enough like the millies gets all of the attention and we should basically be telling everybody like probably don't play this i was joking with someone in in dms on twitter yesterday because like i've been doing the same thing as you lofty i've been playing more cash i've been playing more three max and single entry and so like i don't get stuff to screenshot on twitter and i don't get like the exciting stuff but i was joking with someone in dms and was like i need to just like remind myself that all of my friends would be extremely happy if they had a way to just make a consistent extra like 800 to thousand dollars a day and so i need to like remind myself of that and then just not look at twitter and see who happened to win a million dollars today because that just makes me want to completely abandon what's working that's actually a good point yeah it's that chase it's wanting that monster hit, but uh, being able to incrementally build your bankroll, but not not just that. Like, there's still a chance to hit, you know, the fifteen thousand right. dollar top prize. You, know, you can bank something that's still, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. So it's not like you're playing and, and you get first place, a solo first, and you win eight hundred. But um, but you're right in terms of cash, single entry, three max. Uh, there's definitely something to be had there. So. Um, you know, check the showdown show out. Matt Kajeski and I just did it. It's a 45-minute show. We break everything down Monday morning, Thursday morning, 10 Eastern. Uh, it's a great show. I think you'll really enjoy it. And then you got the live before lock show tonight. Uh, Josh, and what do you say we dive into? showdown content that oh, that's right. Might actually that's right. Out. And you, you, you put you've been putting in the work. Pre-recorded, nicely produced shows. You can check all of them out on YouTube. Josh does them. Here's a great thing: not just for DraftKings, but for FanDuel as well. So uh, every Monday and Thursday, you're not doing Sundays, are you? No. Now that we're do- now that Adam and I are doing that early morning show, no Sunday show. Okay. Yeah. And so, to be fair, they- people weren't as interested in the Sunday showdown information earlier in the season, so it worked out perfectly. Yep. And you got your top fives video, which is very cool as well, uh, where you use your own process to show people uh, where your guys are ranking yeah. come the end of the week. So we've got a lot going on. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Adam, we're going to talk about the chalk report, the bust report later in the show. That'll be a very interesting segment. Uh, we're going to talk about just the overall results for week eight uh, and jump into the lineup study. But before I ask you, was before we do that, was there anything in week eight that jumped out to you as shocking? Because to me, like Dalvin Cook, four touchdowns, sure, is, is insane. But I didn't think it was crazy that he had a big game against a bad run. D. I didn't think DK Metcalf popping off was all that insane. Whereas last week, there were a lot of things that left us scratching our heads. No, I thought it was a pretty cool week in that it not, – not saying that, like, if you didn't win in tournaments, you're bad at tournaments or something. But, like, the way the tournaments played out was kind of how, like, in theory, you wish tournaments played out every week. Like, some of the best projected plays that get a lot of ownership – failed and then the plays that were slightly lower projected that you could have uh, pivoted to reasonably did really well um so I, I thought it was a really cool slate just as, as far as that went because you know like you said there were some big performances that obviously you, you're not ever going to expect Dalvin Cook to score 51 points but it was just kind of you know yeah that clear it, it's not like it was um some backup running back that did it or something like that so uh yeah I thought it was a pretty cool slate just as far as um you got rewarded for actually, you know, moving to some lower on plays. For sure. We had someone in chat say that they, uh, that they took down the 50 K. Now I can't find it. Um, but I think it was Ryan Greeno. Congratulations. If, yeah. I took down the 50 K huddle yesterday. Congrats, man. Congrats to all of nice. you that had a good day. Josh, do you want to pull up the slant or you want to pull the Millie maker? What do you want to do? I got slant. Let's do it. All right. And done. All right. So you've got the, uh, the nine dollars slant from yesterday was it still five hundred thousand dollars or was it was it was it was two hundred because that's what I thought. Same price. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I thought. So two hundred thousand dollars slant. At least they're doing it. They, when they used to do the ten dollar millimaker, maker, they wouldn't even run the slant. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I missed it this week because I forgot to register it on Saturday and I woke up Sunday morning and it was already full. Yeah, that one fills really quickly. But uh, Josh, let, let's talk about the winning lineup. What do we have? Yeah, uh, not anything that I had. Um, Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, something I did have, totally unnecessary too. Uh, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Marvin Jones, shout out to Adam, Johnny Smith, DJ Dallas, and uh, Dolphins D. I'm going to assume DJ Dallas got late swapped, so I'd be interested to know what was in this lineup beforehand. Uh Looks solid. I mean, obviously you needed Dalvin Cook and his 51 fantasy points. Dolphins D certainly didn't hurt either. Uh, not much to read into. No bring back for the yeah, Seahawks side. So no, no, nothing from the 49ers. And like, like I mentioned before, I think DJ Dallas ended up in this lineup after the fact. Um, but other than that, I like it. That's a, go ahead, Adam. No, so I wonder if, if that was like Kendrick Bourne or something. Yeah, that you might be right, but even so, it's kind of weird. You swap him with, you swap him with a running back that pairs with your uh, your quarterback and receiver. I mean, well, I mean, if the thing is, like, if it was born, and I mean, I, I have no idea how this lineup was looking going into the four o'clock games, but if it was born and he, you know, was behind some, was blocked by some teams, you're pretty safe to assume that you're not blocked by DJ Dallas. So it would make sense there. Um, if this was yeah. actually the lineup, uh, the flip side, you know, maybe he put this lineup together and his plan was if Carson's in, then he swapped with Bourne. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. He played 150 max. I'd be surprised if this was anything other than automatically generated. Well, I mean, he still could have late swapped it. Like you go in and look at your good lineups. Wait, before the maybe, maybe I'm not understanding what you just said. That it's possible the flex spot was Kendrick Bourne and he swapped it to Dallas if he was blocked. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what just okay. happened there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm in the dark too. Uh, but ultimately, Josh Jacobs had another underwhelming effort, but he was still in there. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt was a, a huge letdown. Uh, somebody, somebody said like, and I forget what show it was. Oh, uh, Osmo pulling the. What was it? I saw I saw that comment too uh, on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Talking about how like Kareem Hunt bust. I'm like, all right. Well, what about what about Dalvin Cook that we've been hyping up all week? What about you know, oh? Point is, not not even to get into that. But no, we're not trying to you know fleece anybody here. It's just funny to to act like Kareem Hunt going into the week wasn't a good play with you know twenty plus touch upside easily. He just sucked, Josh. I mean, apparently that person should have uh, continued to listen to the live before lock show where I said that he was the guy that I would be most likely to fade and bust that was picking up. Yep. Heavy and you also said mm. also said the guy that you were most scared yes. to fade at the end of the show. Very true. But I want to take credit for the part that it, that makes me look better. Oh, listen, you were right. <laughs> but had anybody won a tournament with with Kareem Hunt getting 30 DraftKings points, I don't think it would have been very shocking. That's what no. I'm saying. No, I mean, he was a fantastic play for yesterday. Let's see. You could have still finished. Highest finish with Kareem Hunt was still 14th in the okay. slot, So, Yeah, but the high and, and the funny thing is Jacobs only had six more DraftKings points than him. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was, it was one of those games. Do we take it into consideration going forward? I suppose. But wasn't that also a win game too, Adam? Like it, fe- it felt like the stars aligned. Uh, a decent amount. I had a decent amount of cream on. I wasn't insane. I think I was pretty much with the field on. Um, yeah, it was. Holy shit. Yeah, it, it was a win game. Um, he was forty five percent owned in the slant. Oh, then I, I'm sorry. I was I was under the field. I had like thirty percent. Yeah, I mean that that's insane. I thought he was around like twenty five to thirty percent. I, I would I didn't max enter it, but I still have like my spreadsheet up with what my exposures would have been. I would have had twenty four percent. Um, that's crazy. Forty five percent. That's insane. <laughs> That that's absurd amount. I, of I feel like that's specific to this tournament. There's no way that in like the Millie Maker he was 45. percent Are you looking Josh it up? Check. Yeah, let, let's see what let's see what Kareem Hunt was in the Millie Maker. 45 is absurd. Yeah, I, I assumed I was looking at like the wrong column. All right, he was 34.6 in the Millie. Okay, and we had him projected, I think, at like 32. Uh, 29.8. Okay, so, you know, that's pretty much on point. There. Yeah, yeah. Jamal Williams was another one people are talking about in chat. Um, all seven touchdowns in that game, Josh, came from Dalvin Cook and Devontae <laughs> Adams. All seven. I don't Jamal Williams know. got burned by the red zone play calling for Green Bay pretty oh, badly. On the goal line. I on yeah. the goal line. What was it a, a one of five and a seven-yard touchdown for Adams? Yep. And that, he didn't get it. <laughs> that could have gone a lot differently. And by the way, he's my most exposed player, Jamal Williams, not Devontae Adams, obviously. There you go. And look, I made some, I I had more AJ Green than I should have. I I really thought that AJ Green in that game could have a a solid effort. Uh, It was what I expected to be a pretty high scoring game. And, you know, AJ Green sucked and he, and he crushed a lot of really good lineups that I had. Uh, somehow T.Y. Hilton got worked into some of my lineups. I'm will I'm willing to say I should have ma- done more manual adjustment there and just got him the fuck out of there. 
T.Y. Because- Hilton was in my number one, like my main single entry lineup. That went really well. T.Y. Hilton was Spags' 100 yards and a touchdown pick yesterday. I paired him with Kenny Kenny Galladay, so I made sure to just completely tank the lineup. Yeah. I don't want to get off the rails too much, but at least with A.J. Green, we've had double-digit, like five double or four double-digit target games. So the volume is at least there for when the, the stars finally align. There's nothing redeeming about T.Y. Hilton anymore. It's just, is it a wrap? Like, do we have... I don't. I don't see how anyone can keep playing him at this point. I I would have had like thirteen percent. Um, the Alex had like five percent, but a couple of the other guys I'm looking at had you know ten and nineteen percent. So I think it's just one of those where people that rely on multiple years of data are just going to keep taking losses the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't have an issue, and, and I don't say that in a bad way. Like I think you have to do it, but yep. yeah, I don't have an issue with five or so percent, but. Um, you know, I, I think it's also though. I mean, that game. The the thing for me with Hilton was that game was I I thought a really appealing game because you had a, an indoor game. You had um, on the lion side, you know, pretty concentrated. You assumed Galladay was going to be involved, and you know, then he got hurt. But like you had Galladay, you had Jones as guys that you could target. You had Hilton as the run back. So like that was a low a game that I thought was underowned, and so I think that's part of the reason why it made sense to get Hilton ownership for for people that are stacking. Right. And I did the, the most of my Hilton lineups were on Stafford stacks. Right. You know, so it wasn't like just running him out there uh, solo, but you know, it was a, it, it was, it was a strange week. And, you know, I'm looking at this, this top lineup in the slant. He even had he, the, the Metcalf Josh and the Dalvin cook games and, and Russell Wilson allowed for him to really draw blanks yeah. Uh, shoot some blanks elsewhere, like Janu Smith, four point nine. Uh, oh, and Dolphins defense is another one. Yeah. Janu Smith had four point nine, and Josh Jacobs had fifteen point eight, which you usually don't see up there. It wasn't a quote unquote perfect lineup, right? In the sense that there were a lot of places where you know this lineup could have ended up having three hundred points with the right configuration, but it was enough. Yeah, Dal- I mean, Dalvin Cook going for 51-6 just made it so that you're he's just owned enough that it really matters, but not enough yes. that like a lot of people can get Good point. absolutely insane roster construction with him. And not like where- Chase Claypool from three weeks ago where he had a monster game and it didn't matter. Right. Yeah, like 8% is enough that you can't get there otherwise, and he's going to be able to carry you pretty naturally because that's just a preposterous amount of fantasy points for one individual <laughs> roster spot. I'm so tired of, of the of defense special teams, Adam. And I, I admit it I, on yesterday. I was like, I'm just salty about it. I get it. Then I had people saying like, well, Miami was clearly the best defense. Uh, there's no reason not to get there. Like, all right. I, I mean, I, if you look, if you look at main slate cash lineups, a lot of the high state, like, biggest high stakes winners didn't have the Dolphins defense. So I don't think they were clearly the uh, number one defense. Right. Yeah. Were they fine? Yeah. yeah like I didn't, exactly. I, I had some Miami defense. It's not that I didn't, but it's just one of those spots where it's like, all right, well, if I don't have them in these good lineups, then my lineups are dead because of defensive touchdowns and punt returns, which is really the most volatile thing out there. That That's, that's why it, it, it's yeah, so it, it would just be so much more fun if defense was another flex spot. That's the first yeah. punt return of the year, right? Was it? Yeah, I, I'm almost positive it's the first punt return in the NFL this season. 
for a touchdown. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, congratulations for knowing that was coming. Someone, someone on Twitter uh, said, you know, where all the people complaining about Miami, where were you last week with Washington? And I agree with that. And it goes to Lofty's point. Like, yeah, I was just bitter because I didn't have Miami in lineups that I needed to have Miami. And um, I was perfectly fine with defenses last week when it was Washington, but it's, you know, it goes to the point. It's just, it's so dumb when 45 minutes into a slate that you put a lot of work into a random $2,400 defense that exactly. everyone ended on just because they're cheap has 26 points. That's, that's actually the best way to look. You're just pissed off because right. you spent all of this time getting the right configuration, you know, making adjustments, tweaking stuff and, and, and doing everything. And then it's like, Oh wait, defense, which, why spend any time on and, 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 you know, Josh, people will argue, well, you should spend more time on defense. Look, it's not that I don't look at it. It's just, I can't predict defensive touchdowns. I can't predict that, that type of, you can't predict that no matter how much you think you can, it just, it doesn't work. Like it's, that. it's basically like if you put, you put in all your work on, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, and then right when the slate's about to start, someone is like, okay, I'm going to roll this die. And if, and you have to guess the number correctly to have any chance of winning a tournament today. Exactly. It's yeah. I mean, let's, let's just say that we project defense for seven and a half points. The plus minus, like the error bars on that are plus or minus seven and a half points. That's not, you're basically just saying like, here's the average. These guys are going to be anywhere between zero and 15. Good luck figuring out which one's which. Um, For Dolphins defense in particular, it finished first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth in the slant. Took a break, got out of there in 10, right back in there for 11, 12, 13. I mean, you just, that was the one. You needed it. 90% of the top 10. Going in. He says, going into Sunday, Miami had allowed the fewest points per game of any defense. They were cheap at home. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone's saying that Miami's defense was a bad play. No, they were fine. But, like, who – I mean, for one, like, you don't really get points for not allowing points is the thing. It, it, so, it, this, this conversation – That's the problem. Happen. You could allow right. zero points and still only have 11 DraftKings points. The team that allows 24 points – could have 25 DraftKings points because they also scored twice. Right. Like this conversation, the the conversation about like defensive um, volatility would be different if the scoring were different. Like if you got a ton of points for not allowing points and defensive touchdowns like were zero points, not saying that's how it should be, but like then defense becomes more predictable and there's actually like, you should be like prioritizing certain defenses. But when the best way to get fantasy points from your defense is more so about get a defense that's going to be facing a team that throws it a lot. Don't care about how many points they give up and hope that they run back one of those passes. There's just going to be a lot of volatility there. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't think anyone's saying Miami was a bad play. Nor and, was and I mean, for what it's worth, the Rams had a 25 point implied total. Like it's one of the higher ones on the slate on a slate where there's a ton of win games and you're playing in Miami. Like it's again, not saying they're a bad play. They were cheap. They were fine. You know, whatever, but there's it's hindsight analysis or confirmation bias to just be like, Oh, Miami clearly just should have been in everyone's lineup. Right. The lowest owned defense was also the second best scoring defense for the week. It's just like good, good luck figuring it out. Right. Oh, is that right? Steelers put up 18. That's the second highest score. They had 0.4% ownership, 116 total entries. All right. There you go. It's, it's really tough to say that Steelers team is, is really good by the way. They are really good. Um, Josh, let, let's talk. About- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. About, uh... Let's talk about some of the highest owned plays from this week and, sure. and what we got out of them. I know in the slant, Adam already said uh, Kareem Hunt was at 45%. Jamal Williams was also north of four, almost 47%. Yeah. Uh, and then there were a couple of plays that were just monster busts. One of them specifically at the third highest owned player on this slate and even before he got injured. Yeah, so Jamal Williams at 46-6, uh, he was – by far my favorite play of the slate. I had a lot more than that. Uh, just needed Devontae Adams to not be the newest goal line threat for the Packers. And maybe it goes a little bit differently. And then uh, I think the guy that I had second most for the day shows up at George Kittle, who was dreadful along with the rest of the 49ers. That didn't help. 23rd most owned. Keenan Allen, solid fourth. Uh, Denzel Mims was the chalk pay down option. Uh, probably wanted Barrios instead, probably wanted neither of them, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh, none of them looked Did Mims finish two for whatever, 42? Is that what it ended up being? Yeah, two catches for 42 yards. Fantastic. And he uh, had that in the first drive, too. Yeah, it was looking really good. Every time I turned the, like, every time I picked my head up or looked at the game, it was just like, oh, completion to Barrios. And then I guess it was early yep. completion to Mims. I was like, okay, these guys are cooking. And then nothing Barrios ever was moved. a great. Barrios was a great pivot though in that game. They had they had nobody. So yeah. uh, I think I had more Barrios than Mims. I might have come in right around the same, but like same. Why, why not? Mims had played one game heading into week eight. Eleven targets for Barrios, eight catches, thirty-four yards, which is absolutely useless, but eight catches is nice. Yeah. It got you where you needed to go. If you had eleven from him, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. But yeah. um Adam, George Kittle, it was just brutal, man. And he was really expensive. Yeah, it sucked. Um, I, I would have had a lot of him. So I, I looked back at what my exposures would have been had I managed to get in the slant, and I would have had a combined 91% exposure going to Kittle and Kelsey at tight end. So was pretty dead set on paying up at tight end. Uh, went Kittle and cash, you know, split them in, in tournaments. But I, I still, like, I stand by that. Like, the tight end position sucked. And so I thought combined with – it goes back to roster construction as a whole, too, and not looking at individual plays – there was so much value at wide receiver, not saying that there was any one guy that was clearly like going to be a great value, but whether it was Mims or Robinson or Barrios or Bourne or whatever other three K guys were, there was just so many in number that it was easy to pay down at wide receiver and pay up a tight end for where I thought there was going to be a, a ton of raw points. So, you know, Kittle obviously played terribly or I don't know if he played terribly or Garoppolo played terribly, but was doing terribly, then got hurt and, and left the game. It didn't work out, but I think that, on that particular slate, paying that price tag for him wasn't really that tough. I will point this out, though, Josh. Uh, the winning lineup, again. Now, last week we went over the Millie Maker, but still. Let, let's, can we go back to that for a second? To, to this, Sorry, this week's Millie Maker. Sure. By the way, we got a, a super chat that's directed to you if you're interested. Sponsoring Laffy's Morning After Pill. Got effed good last night if you watched Carson Wentz attempt to play football. <laughs> <laughs> thanks steve appreciate you man uh, i got the million. even i go back it has nothing want? to do with morning after pills and 
getting effed good. But uh, yeah, we go it's back when I used to live up in the PA area. What's up? Uh, you okay. told me to go to the Millie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I was saying is, remember last week we had Harrison Bryant as the winner, dirt cheap. We had, was it Njoku, right? Njoku second, and then Darren Fells third. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the slant, and Janu Smith was in there. Uh, third place was Noah Fant. Fourth place was Janu Smith, and then there were two Travis Kelseys at two and five. So I just wanted to see what the tight end configuration was for for the top fives here and the Millie Maker again, knowing that Kelsey had a good day, but a lot of other high price guys stunk it up. Yeah, Kelsey, 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 Kelsey in the top five. Then you get okay. uh, the dude with the wacky name on the Broncos, a couple more Kelseys, and then it starts to get mixed up. Okay, wow, look at that. Yeah. Damn. So, Was that that's the Millie Maker? Yeah, that's the Millie. Which is great. I, I, I had a lot of Kelsey that ultimately was meaningless. Kelsey was in nine of the top 10 lineups. Yeah. Let's see how, how high you could get with Kittle. Kittle, 127th. Oh, that hurts. I because mean, you could have paid sense. down 400 to Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, how, big sure. of the dif- how big of a difference was it from first to 127? In money? No, 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 no. I was going to say fantasy, like a million, like, a million dollars. In yeah. fantasy points. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So first was two forty four oh four one twenty seven two eighteen forty four. Okay, so Kittle or Kelsey over Kittle wouldn't have got him there, but it no, twenty twenty two more fantasy points that wasn't out there at tight end. Yeah. And Philip, yeah, you can look at all of this uh, at Fantasy Cruncher. If you sign up at awesomeo.com, we have the Fantasy Cruncher add on too. So uh, if you like this stuff, if you want to crunch lineups, you want to be able to look at this, uh, be sure to grab that Fantasy Cruncher add on when you do. Uh, you can get, for $3.95 a week, you can get our Express Pass. It's all of our showdown content, uh, all of our, you know, Express top stack tools, our rankings. There's a lot included in that for four bucks a week. You can do the Awesome Plus Platinum NFL with all of our NFL content. You can grab that Fantasy Cruncher add-on. Um, our ownership, projections, top stack tool, everything. Alex Baker you know, built these. He uses them. We use them. And a lot of people win a lot of money doing it. Oh, just on this show last week, Neil Orfield won a million bucks on DraftKings using the DraftKings projections and ownership. So, you know, I think we have something to stand behind here for sure. But you can do weekly, monthly uh, you could do annual, whatever you want. There's something for everyone. And we're also giving away $250 value, Awesome O Plus NFL annual. So a full year of Awesome O Plus NFL content for free. All you have to do is go to Twitter, answer who's going to finish with more fantasy points, Daniel jo- or more passing yards, Daniel Jones or Brady. And uh, at random, we'll pick someone. You just have to like the tweet, follow the accounts. Uh, and while you're at it, follow a- Adam at Ship My Money DFS. Follow Josh at Josh Ingleman, myself at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. Those aren't part of the rules, but it would just be a nice thing to do. Go ahead, Josh. You were going to say something? Uh, yeah. So if you just simply switch from Kittle to Kelsey in that guy's lineup, he jumps to fourth place in the Millie, 50 grand. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, not like. Yeah, that's rough. You know. It is what it is, but yeah, you can. He would have been in fourth. Oof. Yeah. 
That's what happens. Let's talk about the chalk reports. This is always, or I'm sorry, the, uh, the bust report, Josh. This is always one of the, the, the most fun times I have on this show to see um, who, we already went over it a little bit, but who were the guys that were highest owned and had the worst performances relative to their ownership other than yeah. Kittle? Yeah, so Kittle obviously is, is definite. Um, I mean, Denzel Mims doesn't kill you, but you didn't get what you wanted to get at the very least. It just doesn't matter as much because he's 3,200. Uh, Tyler Lockett, not great. Got the wrong Seahawks wide receiver if you went to Tyler Lockett. Uh, after that, AJ Green, shout out to my cash lineup, 3.9 fantasy points. Jonathan Taylor, 14% owned, five fantasy points. That's about it. Uh, ultimately, like, nothing was, I mean, Jimmy G, <laughs> 2.7. I didn't notice it because the decimal point just made it look like it was 27, but it, it wasn't. It was 2.7. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't Adam, too much, like, full-on bust at the top outside of just the 49ers. Yeah, I've noticed the same thing. And, and what's crazy, Adam, you mentioned that a lot of that, ultra chalk didn't really go off that crazy this week. So it was a good tournament week. I'm looking at the 10 highest fantasy scores on DraftKings from yesterday. Three of them were sub 5%. Two of them were, were below 3% and half of the 10 were below 10%. Only one of them was 15% or higher owned. Yeah. And, and also if you kind of look at them, the reason that I, I said that like, it was just in theory, like a dream tournament week was like cook was, a similarly priced pivot to really popular guys like Camara and uh, Henry. But then you had like Metcalf was a leverage play to a popular locket. Um, Corey Davis was leverage off of Henry. Like you had guys that actually negatively correlated with the chalk do really, really well. So like, if you were just like trying to explain to someone in theory, how you would try and play tournaments, you actually got what you were looking for from a lot of guys this week. Right. You know, Josh, you've got it pulled up now, sorted by fantasy points. Look at some of the names in there that were kind of afterthoughts in a lot of spots. I'll be honest, until this morning when I was looking through this, getting ready for the show, I didn't even know that Robert Woods had 28 DraftKings points. I, I knew he had a rushing say the same thing. I had no idea. Really? I had no idea. I was so pissed about the Miami defense <laughs> that I was like, get me away from this game. That's actually interesting. I, so I didn't realize Woods had that many either. I knew Cup had a big game, so – all you really needed, I guess you could have just, you, you play Dalvin Cook, you play Miami's defense, and then you stack against Miami and you're in pretty good shape. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, Cook and Metcalf combined for what? Nine, almost 95 DraftKings points. I've had lineups with less than 95 <laughs> DraftKings points. <laughs> I, I certainly, I, I think my cat, or my, I don't think my cash lineup got to 95 yesterday. You know, we've, it's all, it's happened to all of us. You know? Oh my Anytime. god! By a playing, mile, by a mile, playing 150. Dude. Yeah, hold on. So my my cash lineup at 91.16 yesterday. Wow! So I lost I'm to looking, just Dalvin Cook and DK Metcalf. I'll say my my main single entry lineup, the one with Galladay and Hilton. I'm pretty sure probably scored like 70 something points. Oh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! Like it's just brutal. 
I, one thing I do want to point out, again, to pat myself on the back, I'm also going to pat uh, my Live Before Law co-host, Greg Ehrenberg, on the back. We both took Tyree Kill for 100 yards and a touchdown. Now, he didn't get to 100 yards, oddly enough. Only so why are you 90. patting yourself on the back? He had 98. Because we have amended this in weeks previous. If you get a second... What if they have two touchdowns? If you get a second touchdown, you could offset that yardage. Okay. So um, It's actually a perfect segue. I'm glad. I was just about to mention very something very similar. The... The amount of concern I saw that people had about blowouts, it just is very much unwarranted. Now, the top stack tool too, Adam, that we have had Kansas City by far with the highest top stack probability, meaning what's the likelihood, uh, what's the percentage chance that they're going to be the highest performing stack on the slate? Number one, games aren't always guaranteed to blow out early on. The Jets hung around there long enough for – Patrick Mahomes to operate and then blow the doors off later. But number two, in order to blow teams out, I know late in the game, you'll slow it down. You'll run more. You might bring some scrubs in, but you still have to put points on the board. And with how quick a team like Kansas city scores, they could have ripped off five touchdowns in the first two quarters on, you know, each drive that was only five plays long. And, and we saw some really big games from Mahomes and, and Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, as far as that goes, like in cash, I kind of used it as a tiebreaker where if I was torn between like a Mahomes lineup and a non-Mahomes lineup, it was like, okay, there's a decent chance that Mahomes is just handling the ball off. But Like between him and maybe Russell Wilson where they're both expensive. Right, right. But I I think that it goes back to the, the point that we make a lot about chances of success versus ownership, not just raw ownership. Like Patrick Mahomes was 12% owned. Some people look at that and say like, oh, he's over 10% owned. Like that's popular. They're going to blow the Jets out. But if so imagine that like the Jets, you're not changing the Chiefs total at all. Let's just say that the line that the Jets implied total came up 10 points. That doesn't actually affect Mahomes at all, but he would people would be more willing to play him. If that's the case, it normally is going to mean that they're under-owned in a tournament and they're a good play because you're you're relying basically on the other team sucking as why he's not going to do well, which like that can happen, but it's not anywhere close to a lock. And then like you said, the game, like yesterday's game was a blowout, but the Jets kind of just hung around long enough that, and the Chiefs were hitting big plays. So um, it, it just goes back. Like if you look at, at good tournament players yesterday, they were pretty much across the board, heavy on the chiefs and heavy on Mahomes in particular. Absolutely. And another Josh, one thing too, that was really beneficial about that is people didn't want to run it back with anyone, but if you were paying a premium for these, these Kansas city guys, you're assuming that Donald has to throw. And then you've got somebody like Berrios. I know it wasn't great, but it, he was so cheap in that stack that it allowed you to get expensive Kansas City stacks in. Yeah, there were, and there were so many. That's That was really the bigger issue. There were so many cheap wide receivers that going to an expensive cheese stack wasn't difficult to get to at all. Uh, I had a ton no, of Mahomes, Tyree right. Kill, Kelsey, because getting to those guys was just simple because there were five or six different 4K wide receivers that you were able to get to. And... If, if you're so, like, to be worried about a blowout is insane. If the Chiefs go up 35 nothing on the Jets, that means they scored five touchdowns. Somebody <laughs> right. had, like, they don't. Exactly. You, you've already banked what you want. They're not. The bigger it's not argument, like an NBA like, game. If, if you were trying to make an argument for, in tournaments, like, the Chiefs not having enough upside, the argument would be that they have so many different guys that yeah. they could conceivably score 35 points and everyone has one touchdown, basically. Um, but. 
you know, outside of something like that. And, and with the Jets, even it obviously didn't work out for any of them, but it wasn't even like you had to go to Mims or, or Barrios. Like I took shots with Jeff Smith. I took shots with uh, right. Michael P Ryan, like all these guys were cheap. And again, they all somehow managed to suck, but <laughs> like it, it was, it wasn't like there was only one cheap mediocre play that you could run it back with you could get as creative as you wanted and assume one of those guys was going to do well and you know you would have been wrong but um th- there was just so many ways to build that yeah. <laughs> you're right uh but ultimately even josh you mentioned it's not basketball you're right but even in basketball how many times have, have the three of us done a strategy show and people are in chat saying you can't play this game guaranteed blowout and then one it doesn't blow yeah. out or and then the two, Bucks lose <laughs> Yeah, to the Nets, right? Yeah. Or two, it does blow out, but it doesn't happen until the fourth quarter, so they still get almost all of their run. Yeah. And you see that so often where you look at the final score, the spread was 13 points, they win by 13, but going into the fourth quarter, it was a three-point game. And that happens so often in basketball, and it's not unfamiliar, to ha- it's not unfamiliar territory for something like that to happen in the NFL either. Also, yeah. yesterday you had all these win games. So why yeah. are you like why are you saying I think like the Chiefs are going to score thirty five points, but their players aren't going to score enough? I would rather roster these guys that are trying to throw the ball twenty yards and twenty mile an hour win. Like I don't. Sure. It was there, there was so much working in favor of of just hoping that, that game stayed competitive. Emac with the super chat, Lafi, congratulations on the Eagles' victory. Now, Josh, you know I put the names of all of our super chatters. Uh, donations on the jersey. Do I put Emac up there? No, <laughs> no. But by the way, are you putting them all up there? Because there are some people in our YouTube chat that have names that you shouldn't write down. No, they ha- I have to be on the show. I don't play those games where if I'm not on, if it's an MMA show, they don't get the. Come on now, okay. That's absurd. I've got a, I've got a couple names that I can think of that show up in chat that like you should not write on a jersey. <laughs> I would actually be proud to if if it's during my show. I'm a man of my word. How much has Allen Iverson devalued himself if you're writing YouTube subscriber names on his jersey? <laughs> because I don't care. <laughs> why? Why? We, Who cares? We're talking I'm never about a wear. practice jersey. It's like a 4XL jersey that that my dad got me when I was younger or something. Uh, and and then he was like, yeah, I think this is game worn. I like that it's like zero chance he'd fit in that, even though he wore the baggy jersey. I was going to say, I mean, if we're talking 90s, 2000s, it might have been. Yeah. It's not even authentic, I don't think. So who cares? You know, what's the matter? I have plenty of jerseys. Is it even, it's not even authentic? Is, is, is this Aaron Iverson's jersey? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an authentic jersey, but I just, you know, don't care. Uh, three, four, and one, Emac. That, I was wondering what that is. Nice work. That 341. <laughs> Eagles at three, four, and one. That's good. I'll give it to you. All right. That's solid. I had no idea what their record was. Cheap skate. People, <laughs> teams have records? Yes, teams have records. Mm, news. News to me. So Final you, thoughts on. Uh, could you name all the division leaders right now? Yeah. Adam, could you? No. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I could probably educate a guess my way to most of them, but no. Yeah, like, I'm sure you're not guessing the Jets, so. <laughs> right, yeah. I would be guessing, too, but, like, I'm pretty sure I know their record. We could try it. Like, I have no idea if it's the Bucks or if it's the Bills, Patriots, or Dolphins. I know it's not the Jets. No, it's, it's the Bills, for sure. Okay, that would have been my guess. For sure. The Patriots are two and five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, like, I, you could have told me anywhere between, like, 
five and three and two and five, and I would have believed you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I'd probably could guess my way to like six of them. Okay. Well, yeah, that would be what six of eight. Uh, Red Dog says Eagles fans think they're Super Bowl team. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> come, come down my way. I guarantee. I think the Eagles are better than Lofty thinks they are. Hundred percent. Listen to the post game show yesterday. It was there, Mike Schmidt had a had a quote once when he was in Philly that was like, uh, "Play, you know, playing for an Eagles team." gives you the joy of victory and the agony of hearing about it the next morning, <laughs> <laughs> which is such a great lot. Like that is Philly encapsulated. So no, yeah. we're not. My buddies were at the game and they're so mad at me. Cause I'm like texting them, you know, Carson Wentz is awful, but our defense played well. And you know, it, it, listen, we do not feel that way. Anyway, Josh, final thoughts. And before we get into that, we're almost at 40K subs, Josh. We're almost there. You made a pretty good push with Adam yesterday on that morning show. Yeah, I'm just fantastic at my craft. I uh, made the push. Josh was there. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. I, it was 100 last I looked. I, I don't know if it has gone up at all. Um, I'm going to pull it up now, see what number we're at. No, I, I don't really have anything. Uh, cash was an utter disaster, but... It was coupled with a 2x GPP day. So ultimately, it's a wash and on to week nine. I think that I'll probably be ready for more NFL by the time the season ends, and then it will just be gone. But everything that I'm doing in football right now is making me that much more interested in playing NBA when it comes back. So that's the only, that's my only takeaway. I thought that last year because I killed football with some changes I made, and then I got my ass beat in basketball. So uh, don't get too excited. <laughs> I'm loving football, even in the bad weeks. I just love that, Adam, that you get a showdown slate on Sunday and you get an afternoon and then you get a Monday and a Thursday. Like, there are still ways to to keep the, the dream alive. Uh, Enjoying unlike, showdown has made it much, much better for me right now. Just time. because, like, in previous years, it was Sunday or bust, and then I was just, like, bored. Well, had basketball. But, like, I would have been bored all week. Um, whereas now at least, you know, you get Monday, you get Thursday, you get, you can play exactly. the cross slate games. We've even had some Tuesday night games because right. of COVID right. silver lining, baby. 48 uh, subscribers short. We're 48 subscribers shy of 40,000. Yeah. 48, 30, 39, ooh, 47, 39, Look Th- at that. Thank you. Whoever they're, you were. They're rolling in. They are they're making it happen here. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us as always hit that thumbs up before you go. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, It's always a fun show. Try and keep it short and uh, go over everything from the previous week. Take a quick look at what worked, what didn't work, and, you know, who got lucky and who didn't get lucky. And then sometimes we get heated and make some excuses and try and make it seem like nothing's our fault. Is that about right, Josh? Seems pretty spot on to me. (laughs) We'll see you guys back here next time. Stick around. The Waiver Wire Show coming up later in the day and the Live Before Lock with Alex Baker and Kyle Dvorak take you up to tonight's game between the Bucks and the Giants. Yeah.